0: to just quickly address these three NPCs who you brought up in your last recording um, and then maybe just give a sort of overview of where Fergus is at mentally so um, the character who you described as looking sort of blocky um, like a I don't remember if you said this or if this is just from my notes but it looks sort of like he's made out of Legos um, so Fergus's natural response, which he conceals, is like, fuck this guy. Um, he, um, outwardly though, is going to probe this guy for more information. He's going to ask, uh, careful and respectful questions like, so, uh, how long have you been, uh, uh fighting, uh, against, uh majesty future. What sorts of things have you seen? So, like, if this guy is just some sort of jingo warmonger who's like, I want people to do my fight for me, then Fergus is totally disinterested. I mean, he's getting the vibe that this guy is, like, not serious in the way that he himself is serious. So he's gonna try and just extract whatever information he can from the guy. And if it seems like the guy is... Okay, let me rephrase. If it seems like this person is a useful source of intelligence about Majesty Future, then Fergus will continue to deal with him. Uh, In the sense of like, he'll say, well, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I was sort of pitched on this idea already. Somebody else wanted me to get into this fight, I'm sort of considering it, I don't know, maybe, you know, he'll sort of string it along. He doesn't really want to get into the fight unless he knows it's going to benefit him in some way. Um, as far as the thing with Liraz, he is civil with her, and um, when she says something about the quarantine area being maybe like compromised or breached in some way like the idea that it could be used as a point of ingress he's really bothered by that um, he will he will examine it thoroughly with his mental senses as well as his regular ones he's gonna see if there's any machine there that he can hook into with his new data link power. He's going to see what sort of objects there are in there for him to manipulate and if there are any mines in there he can try to control. So he's going to really test the quarantine zone as much as he can to see if there's anything he can detect that would suggest that like stuff is getting in through here. Now As far as the other thing goes, the, uh, earth woman land thing, um, he's gonna, so he's not entirely rational about this. Um, he's always wanted some sort of healthful female figure in his life, you know. He had a, he had a bad mommy, no fault of her own, but she was not a nurturing mother. And, um, I figure aside from like maybe some experimenting in college, he never had like a companion either. So the idea of like a really healthy, natural female being sort of appealing to him in a way he doesn't really um, have a handle on rationally. So he's going to hang around that that entity and try and find out what it is, but he's also just going to just be in its presence occasionally. I, I, I think he would feel weird about that. Like it would be very appealing to him. He would just sort of like lay there on the grass and be like oh is this this thing's body am i like lying on or in some sort of female creature right now like ooh wow crazy great and then after a while i would be like no 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 i'm 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 angry and sad that's who i am i'm going to i'm going to go away and be angry and sad again i'm going to cause trouble for people i'm going to I'm going to uh, annoy Eminence present until it does what I want it to do. So I think, let's just say after the first meeting with it, he's going to continue his explorations of the, of the zone, of the city, of whatever you call it. You know, he'll go back to the quarantine area, and then he'll sort of accidentally on purpose end up back at this place where he meets this female entity thing. So he's like drawn back there reluctantly. He partly wants it to make him feel whole and partly is terrified of being anyone other than who he is.
1: So the gentleman that you've been talking to, Buta, you start asking him about future and he says, and I'm pretty sure this was his voice, he says, no, no, I, I have mostly uh, fought past, uh, it, it was interesting, uh, they were seeking to um, eradicate a common species on this planet, on, on this reality, and me and uh, some of the members of my squad, are we not all, there, some had been laid up from a previous encounter. They... We fought other forces of, of past and locally triumphed and that way that the species could continue to propagate and in millions of years they actually became a sentient star-faring race I do not understand the the scope of of what would have happened afterwards or all of the minutiae but it was it was an amazing thing and you get that this guy even though he's giving you the hard sell is uh he's genuine about it like he he's all about the cause he, he thinks that it's it's justified uh, at least from from his account and he says if you want to speak to someone from that has dealt more with the future than than or or, or dealing with future's forces he says philetus uh, come here and this this uh, like small mousy looking guy comes over he but his his features are 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 similar to what you're used to with humans but it looks as though he's been like if you take your hands and pull your face back and everything Um, his are kind of exaggerated that way, like his mouth and his eyes are a little bit wide and kind of pulled slightly to the side, and his nose is kind of broad. Um, but other than that, he looks normally human. Um, he is pretty short. He's probably five feet or so, and you see that he's got, like, this, uh, tan-colored almost, like, desert uh Wasteland style Mad Max kind of exosuit. It looks like it's kind of been uh slapdashed together um and you can kinda of hear it whirring as he he walks towards you and he he looks up at you and gives you a gives you a nod and says, uh we've heard quite a bit about you. Uh I actually caught your show once. Ah, man! I mean, really? You, you dumped a an entire thing of acid on that guy. That's their chemicals. That was crazy. I mean, I mean, come on, man! It's like you would you would do great in these forces. You should you should come and fight with us. I mean. Buta's like he is interested in in fighting future uh in fighting the future then uh, why don't you you tell him he's like, Oh yeah, apparently I come from uh at least you know my my time uh kind of towards the end of the end of it, and uh, I mean, I don't know about a lot of other futures, but most of the ones I've seen are just they're garbage, man. They're they're trash and Presence told me that he wants to to make them more evened out that even though it's coming close to the end of time and, you know, things are getting worn out, it doesn't mean that everything has to be shit, so that's what I've been fighting for. You know sometimes I have to go to the beginning to get to the end, you know? So Yeah, sometimes I gotta fight past, but yeah, I've been I've been fighting future for yeah I guess it's a couple of decades now. It's amazing I still got all my my limbs left, but these guys kind of depending on how much you want to talk to them and everything, you know they're they're still trying to they're they're giving you the hard pitch to to recruit because they've watched your play and uh, heard about how powerful you are. Um, you know, it's kind of obvious looking at you, and especially since you're a, a former or a hero from your world, uh, they definitely wanna wanna use those skills. Uh, for the other scene, Lyra's um, you can tell that she's picking up that you're not thrilled about her, uh, but she either has enough. T- tact or training or or something along those lines where it doesn't seem like she's either offended or or affected or she's taking it in stride. You're you're not quite sure uh, with the makeup and the heavy clothing and everything. It's kind of hard to read her body language. Um, Oh, that's the thing. Uh, You asked about mind controlling different people, which I imagine you just kind of do casually to to see what you can do. Um as a large whole, yes, you can you can either mind control or mind read people without them noticing. Um some there are a few exceptions. Some minds are just even with your understanding of of all these you know, just the innate abilities that you have Uh, Some minds are just too alien for you to even begin to wrap your mind around. Uh, Maybe they're too old. Maybe they're just too foreign. Um, And then some of them, you don't know if it's... Or maybe you look into it, but you find out that there's some that are immune due to training. um, And then some that just like their world, their race, their species, you know, whatever it is. Um, is just naturally immune to to mind effects, but those are those are few and far between um but liraz is one of those, and you're not quite sure what it was what it is um with her, so you can't manipulate her or uh read her thoughts um if she's Speaking to you, you can still like pick up on like the surface thoughts, so you can still get you know <laughs> verbal language and everything. Um, but yeah, she she kind of investigates with you for a while, and um, she actually gives you some you know the little bit of information that that she has, and she's like, "Yeah, this is very concerning if." if this is past or future but I have asked the remnants about this and they know nothing of a a breach or a weakness I I, I do not know but there are very small minute uh, atomic uh, litterings here um, leftover. I, I cannot pinpoint they are organic and inorganic at the same time uh, very strange combination very rare um, but I have analyzed them, I have had them analyzed I have had them looked at by, by various beings here and, and nothing it's very frustrating but you you kind of take a look and you're you're poking around and you get you get a very very incredibly minute psychic impression of something that was in here um and it's kind of the same thing as the voice like it's almost maddening because you know if you could see the person, you'd be able to put all the clues together, like if you saw a picture or or some kind of reference or something um it's just so maddenly, maddenly, maddenly cannot talk maddeningly familiar that I don't know if you had teeth you'd be grinding them uh. It's on the tip of your brain, and you just can't quite get it. So that's how you know. Eventually, Lira, Liras would be like, "I have duties that need to uh, be attended to." So, if you will please excuse me. So she leaves and leaves you to it. However long you want to snoop and sniff around. Um. As for the The nature lady um which never offers a name or anything and never presses you um it is she is a very comforting presence, even though you don't have a body per se like sometimes without even thinking about it, you've been laying down, and you'll kind of come to after. Being in, in lost in thought, and you'll be resting on her lap, or she'll have her hands on your head, and you know, sh- stroking the equivalent of your hair. And but it's not a like a overly sexual thing, or or uh, it's not titillating in any way. It's just kind of very calming and and reassuring and um i don't know you you guys have interesting conversations you um ask it about its its time here and its its place and uh, you know it, it'll has had conversations with you along the lines of you know the theorizing about time of time like matter many states changing Constant, in flux. Organized chaos. You know, it, it postulates all these all these different ideas and everything in in this incredibly rudimentary language. Um, but you know, you get you get the gist of it. You know, it. it you get the idea that. This thing would is probably capable of more complex speech, but uh, it just doesn't feel the the need to. Um, this is just how its its speaking pattern is. But you know, it, it gently and pleasantly asks about your about your life and everything. And come from where? What life like? You know, and, and it. it I think you, you put on one last show. You put on one last puppet show of your life. And maybe you're excited about it. Maybe uh, it's because it's just in front of a single individual, but this is quite possibly the best of all of the, the previous shows that you have put on. And this creature is just enraptured the entire time. And, you know, you get the psychic impressions of gasps and uh, thrilling sensations and sadness and heartache and all these different things that, that you went through and triumph and courage and this being just resonates so well with with all of this stuff and all of the show and everything and yeah i'd say that maybe you know you you start to to make a a friend or a connection or um you know i don't want to put too too fine a point on it but you know you Fergus has some type of relationship with a with a being here that's not incredibly negative or suspect or anything. <music>